Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Call to Serve podcast. I'm Nathan, your host. And if you haven't already picked up a copy of my book, Finding Your Why, How to Get the Most Out of Your Mission, definitely go and do that. It's available now, paperback and Kindle on Amazon. The link is in the description below, as well as if you follow us on Instagram, it's in the bio. So check that out. But I've got a great episode in the works for y'all today. I'm here with Amber Jackson. She's originally from Mesa, Arizona, has four kiddos, but I'll let her uh, tell us a little bit more about herself. Amber, how are you? I am doing so well. How are you? Doing great. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Of course. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a pleasure to get to, to learn from you and to, to hear your testimony. So I just, starting off, you know, I like to ask people what's their why, but let's just go into your, your story. So tell us a little bit, I guess, just about yourself. Yeah, I feel like sometimes that can be a long story um, yeah. where to start, but I, um, let's just start at the beginning. I was married right out of high school to um, a boy in my ward who I love, loved deeply. And we have two beautiful children together. Um, my oldest, our oldest, we found out at birth that he has Down syndrome. And um, he's since been diagnosed with autism as well. He's 12 years old, but I went through a really bad postpartum when he was born. It was, um, it was, it was pretty rough. It was like crippling. We had to move in with his parents. My husband had to um, drop out of school that semester. I really couldn't get out of bed. I lost a lot of weight. So it was, that was just a really, really hard time for me. I was able to pull out of that. We had a second child. And then when our kids were four and four months old um, is when we separated, which was news to me. I was a little bit blindsided in that. And that was his choice. Um, so we got divorced and actually less than a year later, um, you know, he's still in my children's lives. We see each other all the time. We talk all the time. So we decided to start dating again and we got remarried a second time, which was very short lived. We quickly learned that um, just was not what we both wanted. So we ended up getting divorced a second time, all in a like 15 month period. So it was, it was a rough, yeah. <laughs> it was a rough go for a little bit. I then, yeah. I then met my, uh, my now husband, my second husband, a couple months later. And, um, we, that, that was one of the things that I feel like, I feel like we had known each other before, but we were just meeting again for the, we were just meeting again, you know? And, um, it was just pure magic. He is a beautiful, beautiful human being. We have two children together. And when we, um, so four kids total. And so when we were married just over three years, um, our, second child our last was a month old is when he was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer he had a seizure at work and we found out that it was a glioblastoma mm. and um he has had multiple tumor resections chemo radiation clinical trials all of the things and it was uh, about a 16 month fight and after about 16 months is when he passed away and that was june of of 2022 wow so now single mom four kids we're just we're just living life in the best way that we know how just truly trying to find joy in the way that we can in our situation. And we have a good time. We really do. <laughs> that's great. And I love your perspective on everything. You know, I, I think that's, that's huge. Thank you. Because, you know, I mean, in another world or another universe, I guess you could say it's, you know, you can see things completely differently. Yeah. But 
but I, I love your perspective and and what I guess what have been some things that have helped you to either if you I guess first off is have you always had such a good outlook on things but then the other side of that would be what helps you to keep that oh gosh um I do I do think it's a spiritual gift that's been given to me I feel like I've always just been a positive person I've always tried to find like the silver lining And I personally just don't do well when I dwell too much on the negative. Um, Not that I don't allow myself to feel those feelings, because sometimes I'm like, this is really hard. Like this situation is just not fun. So I let myself feel that, but I've always tried to look at the positive. And I think that's just in my nature. Um, Something, I feel like I've found little nuggets like through the years of things that have helped me, but I think it all just comes back to the atonement and how much I know that Christ knows exactly like what this feels like. And I think everything that I've been through as hard as it's been, like I never wanted to get divorced, but it led me to something even greater, you know, like it's just that promise that I know that the Lord will make something of my life more than what I can of my own, which is so hard when, when you're going through a hard time and you're like, but really, did I have to go through this to get something better? That's a hard thought to to hold on to, but yeah. Yeah. No, I think you, you just, you dropped a lot of just powerful points. I think, well, I really like the, the concept of, you know, looking for the silver lining, you know, because uh-huh. there's always, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. There's always, you know, there's, there's two sides to every coin. Yeah. And and I also like that you said, well, I don't, I don't completely block out the negative feelings because, you know, occasionally it, you know, you got to recognize it. You got to, you know, even if it's yeah. a minute or two, you know, realizing, okay, yeah, this is pretty hard, but, but then it's, you know, kind of recalibrating and shortening that time when you're focusing on the negative to just kind of turn it around. Yeah. I think often people try so hard to, to focus on the positive that they forget that like, we are mortal beings. Like we do have these feelings and that's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with being like, heavenly father, this sucks. And I really don't like this. You know, like that's okay to feel that and to have that conversation with him. And I feel like, um, as long as you acknowledge that and honor that within yourself, and then you switch to like, but I know that there is more, but I know that you can make more of this, or I know that I can't see that right now, but I will find, try to find joy today. Like whatever my life is right now, I'll try to find happiness. I think that's the important part is that you also try to focus on the positive. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be big, major things. I often call them my pockets of happiness or things that fill my pocket of happiness that sometimes when I'm having a really bad day and nothing seems, nothing seems to like bring me happiness. I just focus on the small things like flowers on my table, or I ate a really good piece of chocolate, or, you know, I got a good text from a friend or my kids are playing together without fighting right now. Like sometimes those are the only positive things I can focus on, but I try to find something happy in every day. I love that. Yeah. Fill your, your pocket of happiness. That's, that's yeah. That's so cool. And yeah, cause sometimes what's that quote? It goes, well, there's one by Steve jobs. He talks about, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. You yeah. Looking forward. And I think that's, yeah. you know, I mean, unless you're, you're God and you can see everything that, yeah. that you know, <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, and that yeah. Brings, it brings comfort knowing that, you know, the one that's in charge or in control of everything is, is able to see all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I liked just your comments on just thinking and just having the perspective that the trials that I'm going through now are going to lead to bigger, better things down the road. 
Yeah. And it's like, actually, so when I was in the MTC, my MTC teacher, he shared a story about how he was dating someone and it was, it was awesome. It was a great relationship, but then something happened and it, it broke off and didn't work out and he was just devastated. But then he was praying and got an, an impression that that was your, your land bountiful, essentially. Yeah. I have something better prepared for you that you just can't see it yet. You don't, you, it's just, it's out of you, but no, it's there. Yeah. And that's just that kind of what came to mind as you were sharing just that perspective on life. And I think that's just so powerful. It's, it's, and sometimes it's hard to wrap your brain. It is such a powerful thought and it's hard to wrap your brain around it. Cause I know since my husband's died, I'm like, but did he really have to die for, you know, like he was my bountiful, like after, yeah. after my first divorce and then coming into him and I'm like, no, this is like, okay, this is why I went through that terrible divorce was because I found him. So then for him to pass away, it was like, what am I supposed to make of this? You know, like, why did he have to die? And I don't think that sometimes things always have to happen for a reason, but I, I don't know if I figured it out yet, but I truly believe that the Lord is trying to create something in me that I could have only gone through with my husband passing away. And I know that that's such a hard concept for people to hold on to, especially when they lose a loved one. But, um, like I told you, I was in this freak zipline accident two weeks ago where I've got a cast and a brace on three of my limbs right now. I can't drive. I can't walk. I can't do much. So a lot of people have been like, well, what was your lesson that you learned from that? And I'm like, I don't know if there was a lesson. I think that some things are just mortality. Some things are just hard. Like we just go through things. And I think maybe it's, um, I think sometimes some of these things are to offer. I'm trying to think of how to say this. It's just been such a testimony builder of like faith and love and hope and charity and my ward family that's come together to care for me and the people that I've been able to come over and help in my home. And it's just created relationships and I've been able to, to bear my testimony about it. And it's just reached a lot of people. And I'm like, maybe, you know, I don't think the Lord intended for me to fall from a zip line, but this is just such an opportunity for us to now like just bear testimony of the gospel and the savior. Right. Right. I really like that. And and I liked what you were saying just about faith and how sometimes, you know, it's, it's really hard to, to understand why certain things happen the way they do, but that's really just when it comes back to faith and just yeah. that, that I don't know everything right now, but I know that someday I will and someday it'll all make sense. Yes. And I think that's just such a beautiful a beautiful concept that someday it will make sense. The fact that there, there is more and that I don't know everything right now, I'm grateful that what I know is not all that there is, you know, like that's such a beautiful concept to hold on to that. There is so much more that I will understand all of this someday. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And for those listening, I, I kind of wanted to, you know, with, with this, this episode, we just with, with Amber, I wanted to, just kind of focus on the question of who are you becoming? Uh, you know, just, just talking with Amber right now, I know just, I can just tell with what you've gone through, Amber, it's, it's been crazy. I mean, I obviously, I, I don't know, but I can just get a, a small <laughs> glimpse of what you're, you're sharing and everything. And it's been, it's been a ride. It's been a journey. It's been hard, but I wanted to ask you, who do you feel like you've been becoming? And I guess how, how has all of this played into that? Oh, that is such 
a beautiful, beautiful question. Cause I feel like that's something that I've really pondered on the last year, like really the last like eight years, but especially the last, the last year. Um, it was a big question I had after my divorce because it, that just brought a lot of insecurity. So I had the question and, and it's, I thought this all the time was who, who am I and who do I want to be? Like, what kind of a woman do I want to be? That was a question I asked myself all the time. And then now, since my second husband's passed away, that really has been a question that I've asked the Lord was like, okay, every time I feel like I'm getting it right, something big life-changing comes along. And, um, so I've really poured that into the Lord of just like, who is it that I'm supposed to become? So it's so perfect that you ask this question. And I have just felt such an impression. I feel called like truly, this is the first time in my life that I have felt called to, um, be, uh, I'm trying to like put into words how I feel, um, to just preach the gospel, to be a daughter of God. And like, what does that truly mean for me to be a minister, to like teach and preach Jesus truly. And when I think back on my life, like it's so easy, it's so easy to just talk about the trials. Like when you list everything, I'm like, yeah, I've been through all of these really hard things. So that was something that I really prayed to the Lord about, like, how do I bear my testimony without just constantly bringing up my trials and living in these hard times? Hmm. And I can remember one of the answers I got from the Lord one night when I was really praying about that was, um, I don't need you just to talk about the trials. I need you to talk about the miracles because I have seen so many miracles over the Lord. And I feel like he is truly shaping me into the woman that he wants me to become. I have poured my heart and soul into the scriptures and into my own personal relationship with the savior and what that means for the two of us. And then for my life. And I've just felt such an internal, emotional, mental, spiritual change. It's just been absolutely incredible. That's powerful. I really like that. Focus on the miracles, not just the trials. Yeah. Cause that's, that's a, that's a game changer, you know, just, we talk about perspective that's a huge perspective flip a paradigm shift you know yeah that's that's huge what i guess what has helped you to i mean obviously you know you, you received that revelation mm-hmm. but once you got that was that easy to do just kind of focus on the miracles or did that take a little bit of time Um, yes and no. I feel like it's something where I'm like, okay, Heavenly Father, I will, but I have had to like constantly come back and be like, but how, or like, are you sure you want me to do this? Or I've come back to him and let him know, like, this is really hard for me not to focus on the miracles, but like, um, just being, just being, I don't want to say being single, but being single after having a husband is, it's a hard thing. And a husband who is so supportive is the one that I have. And so just truly, I feel like I've truly, um, I'm starting to understand what it means to like turn my will over to his. And I think that's where it's been the shift Mm. for me is it's been more of, um, when things happen in my life, instead of being like, okay, why am I going through this or why me or things like that? It's more of like, okay, what is it that you're wanting me to do with this now? Mm. You know, when I when I fell two weeks ago from that zip line, I had a lot of people say to me, like, why did it have to be you after everything that you've been through? Why did it have to be you? And my, my first initial thought has always been, why not me? Hmm. I'm not, I'm here experiencing mortality just like everybody else. And I don't think that 
it's not like I've reached a limit of trials and then the Lord's like, okay, hey, you're done. Like you have reached your trial limit for this decade. You know, like, I think that we're all here and that this is hard. And so I've just really tried to turn each thing that happens over to like, what is it that you're now wanting me to do with this? How do you want me to move forward? Is it to talk about the miracles? Is it to teach? Is it to try to increase small relationships with people that I have in my life? So I've just constantly asked the Lord the question, what is it that you want me to do with this? That's great. And that's, I mean, that's, that's what becoming a servant of the Lord is really all about, you know? Yeah. And that's so cool. So cool that just that, just, I guess the, the wisdom that you've been able to gain and the, the, the spiritual knowledge you've been able to glean just from these experiences you've had and the miracles that you've seen. Thank you. That's I appreciate that. It has not been without hardship. And like I said, I've had plenty of conversations with the Lord where I'm like, I'm not happy right now. And I think you need to know that, <laughs> you know, I think, I think it's okay to be angry with the Lord as long as we don't stop talking to him. And so that's where I have come to him. And I've just been like, this does not make me happy. And I just need that to be known and like, bring me peace and let me know what you want me to do. And I think a hard part for me is I so badly, I'm like, I'll do what you want. I just want to know where this is ending up. And he never gives you that answer. So I'm like, if I can just know the next step, just, you just guide me to the next step and I'm there. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. And, and yeah, just having that relationship with God. Yeah. So crucial. And, you know, especially in those, those difficult circumstances. And I mean, I, I think there's, we all have a tendency to, 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 be drawn more to him in the the really difficult circumstances but it's when we can maintain and keep strengthening that relationship even when things are good things are great yeah then it'll be so much easier not easy but easier (laughs) go through those hardships because we will know that you know that that we're good with him yeah you know so i like that you mentioned that but you talked a little bit about how you you felt like your call as almost you know to to be a minister to preach the gospel Mm -hmm. to be a light for for christ and for god what i guess what does that look like for you and what you know for those that might feel similar that they just want to be a light to others or share the gospel but they don't have that that missionary tag on what yeah would you give them or what have you learned in the process um for me it's really just like start with where you are and then just share in any way that you can i know like my social media um I shared about the gospel or like my testimony, you know, like here and there, just kind of like, oh, we went to church today or different things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's been a place where I've really felt like, no, you need to push more. And that was something where I was like, oh, I might lose followers and all that kind of thing. And the Lord was, and I just really prayed about it. Like I had to get over that pride a little bit. And the Lord is like, this will reach who it needs to reach. And I think so many times as we have conversations and we talk to people, we probably don't bring up the Lord enough, you know, or the blessings or the miracles. Um, you know, like when something really, really great happens, you could be like, Oh, you're so lucky, which, you know, luck might have to do with it. But I also don't believe that there are any coincidences or or luck or anything like that. We can just be like, God is so good. Hmm. You know, just bringing in that little flavor of like, no, she recognizes that the Lord has a a hand in this. Yeah. If that makes any sense, what I just said. No, that makes, that makes total sense. You know, it's, it's, it's almost as simple as saying, you know, Hey, you know, Oh, what did you do over the weekend? Well, I I went to church, did this, Mm -hmm. that, other. 
but just, you know, just throwing it in there. You don't have to slap anyone with it, but yeah, just throw it in there. If it's, if it's who you are, if it's in your heart, you're going to share it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's awesome. Well, Amber, it's been a pleasure getting to chat with you. Any final thoughts or final bits of advice or wisdom that you want to share before we sign off? Um, I think you asked, I think you asked such beautiful, beautiful questions. I don't know if I can offer anything more. I think um, the one thing that comes to mind is just that we can find joy and happiness, like even in the darkest times of our lives. Um, if we just, if we just look for it and if we continue to, to yoke ourselves with, with the savior, he wants to bless us. He wants to bring happiness to our lives. So life might be hard or disappointing, but we can still find that just such joy and have such fun times here in this life. It's a beautiful thing to be alive. Totally. No, I really appreciate that. And, and it's been, it's been a pleasure just getting to hear your, like I said, your spiritual wisdom, your, your testimony, your Thank you. testimony of, of Christ and of the joy that we can find in life. You know, it's, it's that's like the second Nephi two twenty five says, you know, Hey, we're here to, to have joy. That's yeah. part of, part of life. So absolutely. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I loved chatting. Of course. No, thank you. And have a, have a good one. We'll keep in touch. Thanks.